Hi. Hey. Mm. What up? <laughs> so Hi, many Ren. things, I'm sure. Hello. Hi. This you didn't notice me before? No, I thought I was alone. In Is this what you do alone? <laughs> <In> yeah. <your house. laughs> yeah. I'm just like I'm gonna check my closet at night now. Now I'm like creeped out a little bit. Mom, there's someone in my closet. She's like, yeah, it's just Andrea. Don't go back to bed. <laughs> I thought she was being sneaky, but I saw her come in earlier and crawl in there. <laughs> yeah, like she does every night. <sighs> and you're like, I didn't know that. I wasn't aware that. That's what was happening here. <laughs> Although, to be fair, all the foam is comfy, probably. You could yeah. probably sleep in there. Super soft and warm. Only a little lumpy. Yeah. With hmm. the microphone that I also sleep on. <laughs> you just cradle it like it's a stuffy. Like, I love oh, you. I love you, shit microphone. <laughs> yeah. Don't I don't worry. love this microphone. We can get new ones. Well, we will. Yes. That's the goal. That yes. is the goal. That's the goal on my Kofi page, too. Yeah. That's good. Well, with um, our Patreon money, we bought a ring light thing. Yeah, we bought and a cell phone holder and a ring light. Yeah, yeah. so we can do our – because, I mean, it wasn't going to be enough for microphones for a while. Um, yeah. And we want to get started on the videos that we've been promising. Yeah, the video series. So – That'll be fun. Yeah. So we'll be able to do these videos a lot more easily. Yeah. It'll look better than my, my grainy, nasty webcam with the, like, the weird, like, side – bars on it. Yeah, yeah I hate yeah. that. I hate that. It'll be better. <laughs> yeah, so today we have an email. We do. From a patron. Wait, what are you scared of this week? Oh, shit. Ah, oh, man, why do I always forget? Because um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm consistently fearful. There shouldn't be a thing I forgot about. Um, hmm. Huh. Student loan. Oh my god, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, Don't I even know. say that. That was a two-word horror story. Right there. there you go, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I hate those. Yeah, I'm like somehow like 30k in debt already, and I'm like, I have not even gotten a degree. This sucks. Like. Yeah, I think I was 70 grand in debt. Yeah, but and I'm probably still about 70 grand in debt because I have <laughs> not paid it. So. <laughs> well, I mean. You can only get a job with a degree. They should be paying you to get one. Like, this is bullshit. I know. Yeah, I hate it. Honestly, it's, I mean, like, if you go to a trade school, it's a bit better. Death to capitalism. But yeah, no. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm afraid of. When, um, yeah, I was going to say, you can do this. God damn it. Come on. I'm not afraid of anything. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, what is it? Come out with it. Come out with it. Ugh, I'm afraid of going to work tomorrow. I just don't want to do it anymore. That's like ninety eight percent of your fears. It is. It's, it's like work me. related. It's bugging me lately. That's fair, actually. Yeah. I also would not want to go to work if I if I did your job. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I'm taking a test for the Canadian Armed Forces. Why? Because I might join them. Don't. I'll kill you. It's not uh, as an officer or anything. It would be like support. I will. Crew. Smack ya. Um, if you go through them, you can take this program called Physician Assistant Program. Oh, so you're doing like medical, like computer Yeah, stuff. well, I would just do support stuff, but then also hopefully go to school. Mm. Yeah. And anyway, so the test has math involved. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, the rest of the test is mostly like, it's mostly like <laughs> about your psychology and your reliability and stuff yeah. like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then the small section, they're just like, yeah, um, and grade 10 math. 
And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be an issue. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since grade 10. And also, that's a that's an, like an amorphous concept now. Like grade 10 math changes I think yearly. it's like going to be some long division. <laughs> no, that's like, that's like grade 3 math. Yeah. I don't think it was a big amount of math, though. Like there was some <laughs> trig and stuff. Big math. Which I was good at. Good. So now yeah. that you've got math looming over your head. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I'm afraid of. Taking that test. Math, work. Yeah, gosh, we need more exciting lives. I'm I'm afraid of being like boring. There's that <laughs> so there, you get like four you get four fears. You got a today. whole bunch of freebies. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Be here appreciative. Is the email. Mm-hmm. Um here we go. So this from one of our patrons. One of our patrons message and it was like because they had messaged us before mm-hmm. and so she wrote anyway i remembered another ghost story yay and she's like i thought i'd run out completely but then i remembered one of my favorite places in all of the south island of new zealand larnet castle huh. it is new zealand's only castle i've been going there <laughs> since i was little even too little to remember it my mother had a photo of me as a toddler at the castle walking in the gardens it's beautiful mm. and full of energy and charm Every year they used to have a ball where people dress up as they did back when it was built. The women in fancy dresses, the men in suits, and they have a dinner and then dancing in the ballroom. The non-binary people completely nude. Yes, nude. Naked people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. And then she told me how to pronounce the city because apparently um, it was really fun listening to us try to pronounce it last Uh, time. uh I'm not surprised. (laughs) It's Dunedin. Well, that's just absurd. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I probably tried to pronounce it Dunedin. I would have gone like Dunedin. <laughs> yeah, or Dunedin. I think like, I probably said Dunedin or Dunedin. Dunedin. It's D-U-N-E-D-I-N. It's Dunedin. Dunedin. Yeah. <laughs> so French the castle now. is haunted, part of what makes it so fascinating. There have been suicides and deaths in its walls and grounds, and when I used to visit with my family, it was still owned by descendants of the original family. Hmm. Don't know if it still is. There's been a lot of tragedy involved in its history. Walking through it on tours or just wandering through on your own is magical, but the tours are more fun because they tell you stories about every part of the house and the people who lived there, and they tell you the ghost stories too. Yeah. At the end, they used to have a souvenir shop where you could buy postcards of photos of Larnet Castle and the gardens in different seasons. And the ghosts? You could buy ghosts, yeah. Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah, they just sell ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Good, that's why I want. Yeah. Uh, In one of the bedrooms where the wife of the castle's owner died of an illness, it's always freezing cold. No matter what the temperature is in the rest of the house and no matter how warm it is outside, the room is always freezing. And there's been a feeling of sadness and heaviness in the air when I was there. Maybe someone like left the AC unit on in there. Yeah, they're just, <laughs> I mean, like, it's just not haunted. And it's just. <laughs> people are just sad because it's cold. <laughs> I'm chilly. I'm chilly and now I'm sad. Oh. <laughs> this reminds me of another time I was chilly. <laughs> oh, dark times, uh, my friend. It was the year of 1817. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, yeah, no, that's actually kind of creepy. Yeah. Hmm. So she says the cold was the chilling kind of cold that gets into your bones. Hmm. And then. How do you get back out of your bones? Um, You have to. Bonectomy. <laughs> Bonectomy. <laughs> A coldectomy from your bones. <laughs> I think we should just go bonectomy and like just replace them and then put the new ones in. Yeah, no, that's that makes sense. Bone transplant total. <laughs> bone, total bone <laughs> transplant procedure. Also known as a skeleton swap. <laughs> in layman's terms. Yeah. If you're not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, she says, Moose's parents have holidayed in New Zealand multiple times, and they did actually stay at the accommodation of the castle, hmm. which are the old stables made into guest rooms. Oh. During the night, they heard footsteps walking around in their room. His dad prayed and rebuked them. Rebuked them. Rebuked. Rebuked. <laughs> <laughs> and like, went back to sleep, you. telling his wife not to worry about it. So his what? dad rebuked the ghosts. Okay, I, I like that his dad like, got up and was like, I rebuke you. Do you and know what time his it is? his wife's like, um, what? And he's like, nothing, don't worry about it. I'm just rebuking some ghosts. <laughs> yeah, I'm just giving them a talking to. And she's like, ugh, again. <laughs> you always do this. Every wow. time we go somewhere nice, you're rebuking ghosts. Come <laughs> <laughs> on. I like the idea uh, that's like a, a chronic problem of his. Yeah, it's just like, ugh. <laughs> They have to go to therapy. There's a ghost here. She's like, honey, please don't rebuke. He's like, I'm going to rebuke. In marriage counseling, she's just like, he's always doing this. He's always rebuking ghosts. I think he cares more about rebuking ghosts than about me. <laughs> he's like, honey, that's nonsense. He's like, yeah, actually, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ghosts mean nothing to me. I rebuke them. <laughs> uh, it was I just think, a fling. I think you yeah. should go first. Should I? Okay, being, mine mine are like... I'm being your lovely assistant. Thank you, love, lovely assistant. I wanted to read it. Oh, you just really want to know about these. Okay, so today <laughs> I got a request. So I did a few different things. Uh, this is like classic eerie internet, like sort of urban legends-ish stuff that goes around the internet. And I've got a bit of a warning to start off with because like there's some that are like really suicide baity and like there's suicidal ideation and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So like for people that's going to bother, just... uh. Tune out now and tune back in for Andrea's, like, mellifluous tones. Yes. Mellifluous. Which will be like, I know, that was hard to say. My dulcet tones. I know, but dulcet is a commoner's word. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows mellifluous is where it's at. But, um, yeah, so the request, which I started off with here, was Momo. So many of you know about this and are cringing because you're thinking of that picture and you're like, oh, God. Hate Our that. request was from Jocelyn. From yes. Frozen in Time podcast. Yes, thank you, Jocelyn, from Frozen in Time podcast. That's her whole name. Yeah, <laughs> that's long. I mean, <laughs> when she signs forms, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. It takes a while. Yeah. Yep. So Momo, which is a good request because it's popular right now. So, and like, creepy. Yeah, it's actually, I mean, don't. You should Google a picture right now. You I was just about to say you shouldn't Google a picture right now because I care about you. Andrea um, wants to see you suffer. Um, no. I mean, you've probably seen it I, because people just post it everywhere and like. Well, yeah. I, I actually just randomly sent a picture of Momo to um, a friend of mine and mom and you. Poor mom. And I just sent it without any context. Yeah. And that's, I know, I know <laughs> I have at least one friend who's triggered by the image, but like they know not to look it up. That's because it's a creepy fucking image. Yeah. I don't like it either. I'm just like, oh God. So yeah. I, sc I scroll down, but it doesn't like bother it's me. Like I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Nightmares. Yeah, it, it's yeah. gross looking, but like you can tell it was an art project. I thought it was either yeah. that or a mask originally. I was like, okay, well, obviously this isn't a real person's face. Calm down, guys. Like, yeah, it's obviously not real. It's just yeah. like something you'd see in a really scary movie yeah. to make you jump. Yeah, it's gross look. It's very uncanny valley and off. So like basically what Momo is though is like like relating to the urban legend surrounding Momo. Um, Momo is an internet urban legend originating in 2018, so she's new. Ye old. Ye, Ye old urban legend. Yeah, 2018. That was so <laughs> long ago. So long. I mean, I would like to put 2018 far then. behind me. I was young and foolish. 
It's not much changed. No, and <laughs> <laughs> and basically, Momo appears to be a young woman with dark brown hair, huge bulging eyes, a huge mouth with a big smile, and she appears to only have bird legs, if you manage to find one of the pictures with the legs. Yeah, like, it's, it's like this weird little crawly raptor skeleton thing. Ugh. Yeah. Um, the story surrounding Momo, though, started spreading on July 14th, 2018, when a YouTube user, Gloomy House, created a video talking about the legend. So he goes on to say that there are different phone numbers which you can use to contact Momo on WhatsApp. Once the person gets in contact with Momo, the person behind Momo at that time will, like, start leaking all the personal data and info about the person. So, like, maybe this is a thing and, like, they actually can hack your computer and just, like, creep you out with the shit. Ah. Which would suck for me, because there's, like, I mean, I voice act a lot of porn. <laughs> yes. Momo would be like, what's this? <laughs> I'm Momo pink shaming you. Momo will be you. By you. Yeah, Momo's like, uh, actually, um, You'll I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, never mind, this person's me. screwed up. Yeah, <laughs> she like hangs up. She's like, um, <laughs> nice talking to you, bye. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, yeah, so that's kind of gross. And sometimes, according to the legend, Momo will start, like, will even start sending very graphic images towards the people that contact her. Um, it was reported, I don't know where, though, like, this sounds mysterious to me, that, like, a 14-year-old boy had contact with Momo, which escalated in the boy, like, screaming rapidly. Like, whatever happened, it made him scream. And when the mother of the boy entered the room, she found the chat log with Momo. Momo had sent the boy a a photo of a drawing and two really graphic, disturbing videos, which, like, ended up with a boy having a seizure, and he had to be brought to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, it was also reported that a 12-year-old girl committed suicide by hanging herself on a tree in the family's backyard, which sounds inconvenient. Like, I feel like this one might not be <laughs> yeah, real. That's what it, it's I mean, I mean, it's sad, but I feel like it's not true. But I gotta, I, I gotta double check that. So if it is like shit, that's terrible. Yeah. Like the investigation, like the investigation, according to the legend, goes on to say that the motive for her suicide was having contact with Momo, and the girl recorded the activities prior to the suicide onto her like cell, I guess, her telephone or something. Yeah. Um, in 2019, an audio file about Momo. Uh, was supposedly leaked on the dark web. This one I can definitely see. The original audio comes from a Canadian police interview, because we're like this. And (laughs) on the audio file, you can hear a traumatized girl speaking about Momo, uh, like, and her parents got murdered, apparently. Like, once the audio got leaked, someone took... So once this audio got leaked, this, like, this you can actually find. Um... And I don't know if someone just made it right based on the legend or if it actually happened, right? But, like, once it got leaked, someone took it and created a song out of the girl's voice. Is it a creepy song? Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty bad. And I so listened this to girl's it. parents actually got murdered and then they stole it from this police interview tape and linked it to Momo? Well, that's why I'm thinking that's part of the legend, right? But I'm not sure if this is based on real events. Yeah. Uh, the audio does exist, though. Yeah, because it's yeah. real, right? Um. I'm not sure, actually. Oh. Like, I gotta look these things up in more depth because there's not much on them. When you yeah. look up the actual cases that people are like, oh, Momo did this, caused person to die. And I'm like, yeah. okay, so I'm, they don't give names. I'm like, okay, cool. So I look up Momo deaths and it's like, nothing. Yeah, and then like, when you it's read... it's just like people rumoring about when it When you read Reddit. other articles, they're like, yeah, none of these are actually linked. Like, Momo has not been linked to any actual deaths. Like, no. 
No, exactly. Yeah, so it's – but, I mean, that doesn't mean that doesn't she mean wasn't linked happen. to them. She just hasn't been conclusively yeah. linked to them. And, like, the thing is, like, if there were websites pretending to be Momo that, like, decided, oh, this statue's creepy, I'm gonna, like, totally – do this and hack people and like freak them the shit out and they got like you know a 12 year old on there and sent them like horrible images like yeah. the kid might be disturbed enough you know exactly yeah like you don't know like if they thought it was real and they were like oh i'm gonna die like in the ring like you yeah. know they might be scared yeah. so i could see that um and you can look up the audio that does like actually you can find that easily on the internet um in response to the controversy, like all the legend and all the shit surrounding it, mm-hmm. the artist, uh, whose name, where's their first name? Well, their last name is Aizawa. In the, so in response to this, Aizawa had confirmed that he had dismantled the original sculpture when it began to rot. Oh. As Aizawa states, and this quotes, the children can be reassured Momo is dead. She doesn't exist and the curse is gone. What was it made out of that it was rotting? That's what I'm wondering. I made it out of food. I made it out of Twinkies. (laughs) I made it out of Momo. That's the plot twist. He just shellacked like a person and they... Ew! No, no, I'm just kidding. Now I'm going to have nightmares. (laughs) Uh, If that gets added to a wiki and people are like reporting that as fact later, I'm going to be pissed. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Ren, you just started a new... Oh, man. Creepy internet. Ugh. Man, I can't believe I accidentally creepy pasta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just trip and it happens. But um yeah, the next one is worse cuz this actually there are confirmed cases of this throughout the world. It's hard to pin down because it started in Russia and spread throughout Europe and wherever else, but Yeah. The blue whale challenge, huge suicide warning on this one. The uh, Blue Whale Challenge is a social network phenomenon dating from 2016 that is claimed to exist in several countries and has seen actual cases related to it pop up in a ton of different countries. So that's real. I checked. Um, And there are are a lot of people who've come forward claiming they made it, but that's difficult to verify, right? Still, some arrests have been made. What Blue Whale is is basically a game reportedly consisting of a series of tasks assigned to players by administrators over a 50-day period. The origin of the name Blue Whale is uncertain. Some reports say that comes from a song by the Russian rock band Lumen, because it started in Russia, right? Mm -hmm. And the song's opening lines are, Why scream when no one hears what we're talking about? And it features a huge blue whale that can't break through the net. It's like a picture yeah, mm-hmm. cover art. Okay. yeah others believe it to be a reference to beaching where whales become stranded on beaches and die um the game is said to run on different social media platforms and is described as a relationship between administrator and participant over a period of 50 days the administrator sets one task per day and the tasks seem innocent enough to begin with such as like get up at 4 30 a.m or watch a horror movie but then they move on to things like self-harm and it gets worse from there, leading the participant ultimately to commit suicide on the final day. Like, that's the final task. It's like foot in the door. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like psychology, foot in the door. If you do it, like, gradually increasing. Yeah, increasing the, like, nastiness. The amount that a person has to do, they're more likely to do it. If you yep. just if they've done something smaller for you before, yeah, like a horror movie, okay, but then you gradually go self harm, okay, but then you go for from that to like I don't know, killing your pets, and if it's okay, like really gradual then, steps, yeah, 
like because it's a 50 day period so it's yeah. very gradual and then you and feel like you've committed yeah. um, to playing this game already probably after the first 10 that were relatively harmless yeah and i think i some i'm not sure what happens to the people who give up on it oh and that could be also like a threat yeah, yeah. like if the administrator like seems to know things about them like depending on who the admin is right because you don't know this person you just go on the site yeah to do the challenge like a ran- whatever random site and like it could be anybody and like yeah. maybe they threaten you or your family or something right like you don't know oh. um so as professor at Russian State University for the Humanities, Alexandra Arkipova found that the administrators were usually like children aged between 12 and 14. Mm-hmm. The administrators. I thought that was weird. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Drawn to the story as it became widely reported and not as the hysteria had intimated, like as rumor had said, predatory adults. So they think a lot of the admins were kids. However, as mentioned, a few different adults have come forward claiming to be Blue Whale's creator and stating that they wanted to encourage unworthy people, typically teens and other vulnerable people, to essentially purge themselves from the world. Uh, yeah. Okay. Gross. Yeah, one guy was arrested and he was quoted as saying that, yeah. Oh. But a couple different people in various countries were arrested. And this was, like, all over the globe, too. And I remember hearing about this a while back, too. Like, I have no idea... It's so hard to trace something like that. Like, the internet's really fucked that way. Yeah. So, here's one that's less scary, in my opinion, because okay. I think this one's silly. But <laughs> everyone... <laughs> okay, but everyone likes to hear about the black-eyed kids. That's because they're creepy. No, they're not. Okay. But I mean, I haven't heard much about them. I've just listened to them on other podcasts about uh, them. All. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's some actual scary stuff attached to them. And, like, there is... I mean, but a lot of it's, like, Reddit posts are meant to be creepypastas, like, ah, mm. a friend of a friend of mine's, yeah. or one of those. I think a lot of the stories it I, ate him I alive. heard were from that. Yeah, yeah, it ate exactly. him alive. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's always unrealistic shit. It's, it's, like... What they had said is, it's always kids that, like, come to your door, and they look normal at first, mm-hmm. and they're like, hi, can I come in and use your phone and call my parents because, like, I'm lost or whatever. And then... Well, you'd um, be in no danger. You'd and then like, you're like, hate kids, bye. You're like... Like, if you say no, they're like, okay, well, then can I just wait here while my parents come to get me? And you're like, wait. Wait a minute. How do they know you're here? Yeah. I just said you couldn't use the phone to yeah. tell them. And then... How the fuck do your parents know They just, like, try everything to get into your house, but they're not good at it. So then... <laughs> um, and then their eyes go black. And then... I don't know... Yeah, because there's a more general story. They're, like, creepy, but, yeah. That sounds creepier than, like, the general overview of them. Like, the overview, like, I got the first story to ever circulate about black-eyed children or black-eyed kids, often abbreviated on the internet as B-E-K. Beck. Beck. (laughs) That's the sound Andrea makes when she sees any kid. (laughs) That is. Like, they don't need black eyes. She's just like, oh, oh, oh." It's a Beck. It's a child. (laughs) (laughs) Hate those. (laughs) If one knocked on your door, you'd just be like, no. Be like, no, you're you're a creepypasta. You're like, I haven't even been able <laughs> to speak yet. Close. But you're like, yeah, I just don't like kids, bye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like the first story was from a supposed eyewitness account written by a journalist named Brian Bethel. According to Bethel, during his travels in Abilene, Texas, two children with coal black eyes had approached his car and asked for a ride home. But when he started to show fear... The older of the two boys started shouting, we can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. 
And Bethel got right the fuck out of there. See, that's what I mean. They're not good at chalking their way into your house or your car. Yeah, if someone shouted that at <laughs> me, like, I'd be like, um, hmm. Be like, oh, okay. Well, well then I will open up for you. It's good. Yeah, Come on exactly. <laughs> like, oh, well, in that case. <laughs> like, <sighs> what? So, like, to this day, though, Bethel insists that his interaction with the black-eyed children actually happened. And this is a claim he's actually repeated on television and in a local Abilene paper. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he believes it, maybe. Yeah. So while the black-eyed children have been around for decades, with some sources citing them existing as early as the 80s, which I found creepy because I was like, I thought this was just a silly creepypasta shit, right? Yeah. Um, it wasn't until the internet that the stories about them became as commonplace, obviously, because they probably got mixed in with the creepypastas. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. Where it comes from is creepier, like the idea of that. And they are sometimes further described in appearance as eerie, dead-eyed kids who stare at adults and try to get invited into homes and cars to commit to uh, commit acts of mass murder. They have pale skin and uh, appear to be between the ages of like six and sixteen years old. So you could get a black-eyed teen at your door, like. Ew. That'd be weird. And can also be a scene, like, attempting to panhandle or hitchhike. Hmm. I don't like it. That'd be really I weird mean, if a I child comes yeah. up to you and, like, hey, you got, like, changed. Like, you'd be like, um, you got parents? Like, <laughs> yeah. like but if they're 16. If they're 16, then yeah, I could see that. Those are probably the ones that, like, ask for change more often. Yeah. And hitchhike. Like, because a six-year-old hitchhiking is going to get the cops called. People are going to call the cops, yeah. <laughs> like, that's not going to work out. They're going to be like, ah, oh, where are you heading? Yeah. <laughs> Bud. Like, sure, hop in, <laughs> six-year-old. Yeah, I'm sure this is legit. Um, so I've got one that's actually kind of gross. and um, I like gross. Mm-hmm. So the Blind Maiden website... Um, this is a website which, like, insofar as I could tell, does exist, though I'm not clicking that shit. And what? it's, yeah, okay. I, I saw the link to it, and it does exist, but I didn't click on it, so I don't know what's there. I'm not gonna. Okay. And it's, like, not even because the story is convincing, but, like, I just don't know what's gonna happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what if I get, like, 500,000 viruses? I don't know. It's purportedly dedicated, though, to a doomed spirit that will enter the home of people who have viewed it. However, it's said that no matter how hard you try, your browser won't allow you to enter the site. Alternative reports state that you can enter the site, but you'll only see, like, a blank page. So, to truly access the site, you must wait until exactly 12 a.m., making sure that there's a new moon on the night in question. You must be in your home, with all the lights turned off, aside from the device you're using to view the site. And only when these conditions are met will you be granted full access to the site. As soon as you enter, you will see a montage of pictures being displayed quickly. These images are of, like, people without eyes and faces that are twisted in tremendous fear. And after that, text will appear on the monitor saying, This website will take you to a whole new level of horror. A horror that will use all five of your senses. You must be very careful not to click on anything by accident. You will be faced with a real experience of absolute horror. Click the accept button to engage actively in the experience. That's repetitive. I was just about to say... That's a this is a new level of horror. Ghost. It's going to be very much horror. Lots of horror. Trust you me, want it's more scary. Horror? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we get it. It's, we get it. You're very... <laughs> You're very we're, scary. We're frightened. 
<laughs> so like this text, which is actually written in like a poems format oh, okay. on the site, like is followed by an accept button and, and a decline button. Mm-hmm. If you click decline, you'll be rewarded with access to the entire archive of these shitty, gruesome images. And it's a gore site, pretty much. Click so just a, a regular site? Uh, basically, you'll just see all these nasty, nasty pictures. Okay. Um, click accept, however, and there will be no turning back. Upon accepting, you'll see a sinister silhouette walking towards your home on your monitor. Um, the spirit no. will then... Yeah, that sucks. Absolutely not. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Get out of here. Like, the spirit will then approach and enter the same room as you are in. You will then see your own back on the monitor. No. And you'll feel a presence behind you. Nope. Suddenly, you'll feel somebody tapping your shoulder. And as you turn around, you will see the blind maiden's face. I hate it. Which is the last thing you'll ever see. Because the blind maiden will then pluck your eyes Ah! out and take a photo of your face. So congratulations, you have successfully completed the ritual. And as reward, that photo will forever be a part of the website's picture gallery. Just like all the other photos of people who were curious and silly enough to press the accept button. I'm not doing that. No, me neither. I'm not even going to click the site. I don't want to know. No, I don't want to. Even if I see a blank page, I'm going to be like, that's kind of creepy. Even if nothing happened, I'd still be creeped out at night because I live alone. And I'd be like, yeah. I want... I like my eyes. That's like the one feature on my face I'm into. I'd be really <laughs> pissed if she took them. I'd be like, could you not have fixed my nose instead? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we'd both Why be less attractive without eyes. Why can't she be the noseless eyes? maiden? Like, yeah, I don't think we'd be as attractive without eyeballs. I mean, I'm sure I could pull it off, but I've, I've got really nice eyes. <laughs> They're pretty important to your face. They are. They're also yeah. important to my general way of life. So, like, yeah, the people who click accept, like, apparently all the gore photos that you see if you click decline yeah, or whatever that was are all of them. people that played the game. That did yeah, it. yeah. That's the theory. I hate yeah. it. Nope. Like yeah, it so that all. one was kind of cool. I, I thought that one was interesting. That's eerie. Yeah. But I like that story. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I wanted to be creeped out. So. Yeah, it's a very, like, a horror movie esque. <clears throat> the last one I've got is a game you can play. Woohoo. It's called uh, Don't, though. <laughs> I mean, because you'll probably get creeped out. Although, I mean, I think, like, Oh, I've seen I YouTubers do it, this. and they're all just like, nothing happened. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, because they'll do it on camera and then post it to YouTube, and they'll <laughs> be like, well, I'm still in this dimension. Okay. Kind of sucks. Like, I'm a little disappointed because we're in the bad timeline. But um, the elevator game. Um, originally a sort of legend that circulated on the internet. Even skeptics have said this is a game you should never play. Oh. The elevator game is supposedly a ritual that will bring you to another world. This game originated in Japan and South Korea. It requires the players to press a sequence of buttons and fulfill certain, like, physical movements to reach the other dimension. The sequence of the buttons and movements are as follows. Okay. So I'm going to tell you how to do it and then tell you (laughs) not to. But, like, (laughs) quote. So this is a quote from their, like, various wikis, but also just, like, articles about this. You need an elevator at least 10 stories high. Well, I'm out. There's nothing that high here. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Fuck, I, I guess, guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you enter the elevator, which must be empty, on the first floor. Then you press the fourth floor button. Upon reaching the fourth floor, you press the second floor. On the second floor, you press a button for the sixth. When you get to the sixth floor, you press the button for the second floor again. Upon arriving at the second floor, press the button for the 10th. When you reach the 10th, you press 5. 
Now, when the door opens on the fifth floor, um, and this is the creepy part, a young woman may enter the elevator. You must not look at or speak to her. At this point, you press the first floor button. If the elevator starts moving up to the 10th floor instead of down to the first, you may keep going. If, however, the elevator starts moving down, get out as soon as possible and under no conditions look back at or speak to the woman. If you reach the 10th floor, however, you may either choose to stay in the elevator or get out. If you get out at this point, the young woman will ask you where you're going. Do not answer or look at her. You'll know you've reached the other world if you're alone. At some point, you'll pass out, and when you wake up, you'll be somewhere else. (laughs) I'm just picturing people doing this and a woman actually getting on the elevator. And they think it's the scary lady. And she's just like, hi, how are you? And they're just like, oh my god. I I know, this has probably happened to, like, a lot of young women. And they're probably just like, what's wrong with me? (laughs) Like, what's going on? Why don't people like me? (laughs) (laughs) this poor lady yeah so according to the story if the game does not work like if the players do anything incorrectly at all within the sequence horrible things will start occurring in their lives which is why you shouldn't play it to begin with because you'll probably not end up in another dimension you'll fuck up and then you'll be scared that everything bad that happens to you from this point forward is because because of this dang game yeah Yeah. (laughs) so many creepypastas have been inspired by the legend and it's difficult to verify exactly how this one started lunatics playing with elevators is how it started yeah you know elevator game when i was like 13 just meant pressing all the floors like an asshole and just like yeah like an elf when he's like it's a christmas tree yeah just being a dick like we just press all the floors because we were curious we did that in like the bam springs hotel we did uh no okay uh my ex and i my ex when i was 13 (laughs) yeah no when i was like 13 you were busy doing like cool teen stuff i guess yeah i was being cool i was 20 i was just about to say wait a minute i wasn't a teenager anymore (laughs) but you're still doing the cool teen stuff because nothing ever changes (laughs) i think there's a dead body in your elevator shaft yeah i keep hearing that thump too yeah and i'm pretty sure it's a dead body well i mean what else could it be well i mean if if you think about it it's not a bad place to hide one well i mean how'd they get it in there though um they just like they pried the doors open when it was on a different floor and just dumped it on the top of the thing were you the one who put the body in the elevator? <laughs> sounds by like any I know. <laughs> it sounds, <laughs> sounds like something it someone who dumped a body in an elevator would say. I just like, wanted to make sure I was right, so um, I did it. <laughs> so you're like, <laughs> I hope he's heard the thumb, because otherwise I might have to go check and make sure it's still there. <laughs> I don't want it going anywhere now. It's my dead body. Mine. No one can have it. <laughs> no one can have it. Nobody may have my dead body. That's the only reason I put you're it there, hiding it. That's where I want it. <laughs> you didn't even kill them. You just found one. You're like, oh, mine. Dibs. Dibs. And you just like don't want anyone to have it. So you just hide it. <laughs> I hide things in elevator shafts like a dog buries his bones. Yeah. Like uh, the other things my elevator shaft are like, I don't know, the fifth season of Supernatural. Yeah. Like, just everything I don't want anybody else to some have. Some old jewelry. All of my treasures. Yeah. <laughs> and a dead body. Muffin. Like. Which is also my treasure. Yeah. <laughs> and my cats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. So that was some of the creepy internet legends, although there are many. So yeah. you guys should check that out because they never end. I liked it. I'm glad. Yeah. You know, I tried to find the good ones. I have haunted New Zealand. <laughs> so, to change gears. Personally, I've haunted New Zealand. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, New Zealand has the internet. See, there is a connection. It's all connected. (laughs) There is no connection. But this was a request um, from the email that I read at the beginning of the episode because our patron wanted to hear about Larnet Castle. Yeah. And I gave like some info from that email, but then I did actual research. Yeah, I do want to know more about the castle actually. So that sounds – that's a good request. Yeah, it is. Tell me Um, about like fucked up New Zealand castle. I will tell you. So it was built between 1871 and 1887. Oh, yeah. It was the residence of William Larnick, who was a prominent entrepreneur and politician in colonial New Zealand. Ew. I already don't sympathize. Yeah, no, he's not sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are 43 rooms and a ballroom. Or at the time, there were 43 rooms and a ballroom. What happened to the rooms? At it's the time, still there. where'd they go? Uh, well, the ball- ballroom was built as a 21st birthday present in 1887. Ugh. So he didn't, yeah. You know what I got when I was 21? <clears throat> soap. Fancy soap. I know. I never had a ballroom built for me either. Yeah, what the fuck? Ridiculous. It's almost like I'm not a wealthy colonial New Zealand man. <laughs> <laughs> almost. But almost. we all know that you are, so it's ridiculous. <laughs> Deep down inside. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this place so. required a staff of 46 servants. Ugh. The ballroom was built as that 21st birthday present for Larnick's favorite daughter, Kate, in 1887. Hmm. And then Kate died at the age of 26 oh. of typhoid, and her ghost haunts the ballroom. Shit. The ghost of Larnick's first wife, Eliza, is also said to haunt the place. Why? He called the building the camp. He just called his house the camp. Let's go back to the camp. Why is he like this? <laughs> He's like a, a modern dad. He's terrible. Ugh. Um, Ugh. I mean, maybe he's not. I don't know. He, I mean, he wasn't, I guess, there, I don't know. I just got the like camp, a weird bud. feeling about him. That's such a weird thing. That sounds like such a, like, a modern dad phrase as opposed to like an the 1887. Camp. Let's go back to the camp, kids. Yeah, right? Ugh, I hate it. seems weird. Yeah. Okay. So having all this didn't make him happy. He had personal and financial setbacks, and he committed suicide in New Zealand's parliament buildings on in October 1898. Oof. So what happened mm-hmm. was in 1871, bank bigwig William Larnick moved from Australia to Dunedin, Dunedin with his wife Eliza, four of their four kids, and Eliza's sister Mary. It's Dunedine. Dune, Dunedine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. He yeah. moved in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, how could you? Yeah. I'm sorry, Miranda. It's Dunedine. Dine. Um, <laughs> changed it. <laughs> I know Dear you told New me Zealand, how to pronounce it. Um, I fixed it. I fixed it. You're welcome. <laughs> this is the new pronunciation. My letter is actually addressed like to New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> Just New Zealand for the Mailed name. To New Zealand. Location New Zealand. <laughs> Postal code New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Okay, so the choice of the remote hilltop home didn't please his wife, Eliza. It's only like a 20-minute drive from Dunedin now, but in pre-road colonial area, it was isolated. It would be. And she was upset. She's like, I have to take a horse everywhere. I hate this. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so far (laughs) from my friends. Uh, They had two more children. Yeah. And then Eliza died suddenly of a stroke at the age of 38. Oh, yikes. William then married her younger, prettier sister, Mary, right away. (laughs) Asshole. Right off the bat. Oh, jeez. But then Mary also died at the age of 38 of blood poisoning. Oh, jeez. So. These are. Yeah. Like, maybe people should, like, catch on and be like, not marry this dude. That, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad idea to not do that. 
<laughs> so <laughs> he was a merchant baron and MP um, at this point, and he married for the third time at age 57 to a pretty woman named Constance, who was 35, who was around his kids' ages. Charming. Five years after this, in 1898, he was on the brink of bankruptcy, and he was inconsolable after his daughter Kate's death. Yeah. And he opened a letter that contained the news of his beloved wife's affair with his son, Douglas. Wait, what? What? Yeah. Ew. What? I know. Ah. So then he shot himself in a parliament chamber at the age of 62. I mean, you know, his wife was... Like 35. More like like his kids' ages. Good old Doug's age. So. Good old cheating Doug. Yeah. Yeah, no, like. So obviously there was a big scandal. And also some sources I read said Douglas and others said Donald. So I don't know. <laughs> is he Doug or is he Don? I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> that's a yeah. good question. So Douglas slash Donald killed himself in a Dunedin <laughs> hotel. That was a that. horrible sentence. That was like such an alliteration that you just made. It's terrible. I know. You can't ever come back from something like that, Andrea. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> this okay. is my notes. They're in point form and they're missing words. <laughs> so you had to make an alliteration to make... Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's kind of sad and shitty. Yeah. So Man, everyone the son killed himself and William killed himself. I mean, they both did it not even in the hotel, but they haunt the hotel apparently. Yeah. There were a bunch so. of legal battles over Larnick's will. Yeah. Finally, the castle was sold in 1906, hmm. um, but there were constant changes of ownership and usage. It was used as a home for shell-shocked soldiers and then as a <laughs> mental hospital. Another weird alliteration. And then it fell into disrepair, mm-hmm. and then it was bought by Barry and Margaret Barker in 1967 and restored. Oh, so in the 60s. That's weird. So that's kind of like modern day now. Yeah. Now we're getting uh, so into now maybe territory. They restored it and it's, you know. So yeah. in 1994, they held a play about the Larnick family tragedies called Larnick, <laughs> Castle Sounds of Lies. fun. Yeah. Uh, it was performed by Dunedin's Fortune Theater before a thousand guests in the Castle Ballroom. God, that play would have been a bummer. Yeah, it would have been a tragedy. Like, I wouldn't like any of the characters to begin with. and like No, you wouldn't and then they all just die. feel much for them. Yeah. So there was a terrible storm that night of the play. Oh, weird. Um, smoke from fires came back down the chimneys and blinded people. What? The hail, uh, some hail crashed. <laughs> hail crashed on the roof, and so you, they couldn't hear the play. The doors opened by themselves, and it got cold suddenly in the room. And just as Larnick shot himself in the play, there was a blinding white light. What? At supper afterwards, people talked about the lightning strike, and Margaret told them that that was the stage effects. But then she talked to the stage manager, and he said they didn't do it. It was Ooh. lightning. Oh. So what they think is that Larnick didn't like the play. No kidding. Yeah, he wasn't. He tried many different ways to get them to stop doing this play. Yeah. He was just like, no, I don't like it. Well, stop it. Turn it off. Lark. I'm going to be honest with you. They probably portrayed you in a way more flattering manner than, like, than the facts. Like, Yeah, probably. And there would have been more, to too. I mean, maybe they would have made him <clears throat> sympathetic. I don't know. I'm guessing they would have had to, like, flesh out the uh, the people because they wouldn't have known much about them. So they would they probably would have added some traits that maybe weren't correct but would have been, like, Yeah, made it so that it wasn't just... Just like a five-minute play where a bunch of people die. They're just walking up. They build a castle. This is my name. Oh, I died of typhoid. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, no, like, uh, you got to flash it out a bit. (laughs) 
Yeah. So there's another haunted place called the Rickerton Hotel. Oh, is this also New Zealand? Yes. Ooh. This is all New Zealand. New Zealand. So this was, there was a cold-blooded murder. <laughs> as as opposed to like a warm-hearted murder. A warm-hearted murder, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a murder with love. <laughs> So a cold-blooded murder created a sensation in November 1922. Mm. There were several good suspects, but no one was ever charged. Oh. Basically, a 41-year-old licensee of the hotel, Donald Fraser, yeah. was killed in the middle of the night in his bedroom where his, uh, where his wife was asleep. Mm. He was killed by two blasts from a double-barreled shotgun. Wow. The movements of all the people in the house were checked and rechecked. Um, there was a party earlier, so they... You know, obviously interviewed all those people. Yeah, yeah. like that maybe was one of them, yeah. Yeah. They figured out that the shotgun shells were purchased on the West Coast, but that's it for solid evidence. Oh, great. And they say that he walks the corridors looking for his killer. That's fair. Fucking West Coasters. Creepy. (laughs) That could could be a lot. (laughs) I don't know, like, let's just, hmm. Yep. Two shots. From a shotgun, how many does it take to, I know. Like, to kill somebody? Like, how much of him could there possibly have been to shoot at I don't that? know. Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe they were people are trying to kill both, and they yeah. missed and got him twice. Oh, shit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. The, I'm glad the wife didn't get shot. And no one has any theories as to why he was killed, eh? No. Like, he didn't piss anyone like off. Like, they couldn't figure out. I mean, there were suspects. Probably mm-hmm. they just didn't have alibis, right? Yeah. Um. Like, so I don't know if they ever figured out, like, why there would be a good re- – like, why anybody would have a reason to do it. Yeah. I think they just were like, well, you could have because you weren't seen from this period of time to this period of time. It's like an eight-year-old girl, like someone's niece. She's like – Yeah, she's just like <laughs> – Sniff. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> I was – Little Susie. In the bathroom. Playing with their shotgun again. <laughs> <laughs> Like what, Susie? What does Susie usually do that you suspect her? <laughs> well, she doesn't have an is she alibi, a kid? so she's, she's the only a black-eyed kid. Black-eyed kid. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really funny if black-eyed kids just like had shotguns. They're like, you know what? We're really bad at getting to homes, so we're just gonna shoot <laughs> yeah. you. We're really bad at getting invited in, so we're just gonna um, shoot you from here. Yeah, like, it's just cool. Cool. It's way too hard. Yeah, <laughs> we're not good at lying. Apparently not. So my last one. I think it's my last one. Okay, so my last one is called Napier Prison. Mm-hmm. So, in February 1884, mm-hmm. there was a murder spree at Ormonville, a settlement on the Napier-Woodville Railway. Hmm. Roland Edwards went on a spree, and he was in a delirium, and he cut the throats of his wife. Mm-hmm. I was going to say wives, but he only had the one. Mm-hmm. He cut the throats of his wife and four children, and then mm-hmm. tried to cut his own after, but only received, only ended up with slight wounds. Mm. He was arrested the next morning. Basically, this guy was addicted to drink is how they put it. Mm. Yeah. So he was a drunk. Mm -hmm. He had been to court twice before, charged with lunacy, (laughs) brought on by excessive drinking. Because this is the 1800s. I forgot that lunacy was an actual charge. (laughs) I know. When I read it, I was like, oh, this is amusing. I'm like, dang, I'd be in there a lot. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Like, he just lived there. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, another lunacy tonight I see, Ran. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, you know me, officer. <laughs> <laughs> so three of their four children went mm-hmm. to church on Sunday evening, and mom stayed home nursing the baby. Yeah. Upon their return, the kids went to bed, and mom went to lay down dressed on the bed waiting for her husband. Right. When he got there, 
he took a half-charred log from the fire, and with his pocket knife, he cut one end into a shape for a handle. What? So basically, he made, like... He he made the knife? Like, he made a... Yeah, he made a knife. Out of his pocket knife? He made it... I know. Dude, you had a knife. (laughs) But I mean, I guess, like, a pocket knife isn't going to slit somebody's throat. Well, I mean, neither is a piece of wood that you carved on the... Like, this seems like a lot of effort. It's strange. So he then stunned his children as they lay in bed because their foreheads were bruised and cut. So So he, like, yeah, knocked them out. And his wife's throat was cut on the bed. What the fuck? So there was an enormous quantity of blood found in the middle of the floor. So it seems like he lifted the children up from their beds and took them between his knees one by one and then cut their throats and then put them back in bed with their arms intertwined. Oh, that's fucked. And then he cut his own throat, but not deeply. And they think it happened before midnight. And then early in the morning, he went to his neighbor's house and asked for water. So this neighbor named Plank had a bad feeling and didn't give him any water. (laughs) And then Edwards went away and Plank followed him with a loaded gun, but then lost him in the darkness. I have a bad feeling someone with like a half slit throat showed up my door. (laughs) (laughs) They're like drenched in blood. Um, So Edwards went to another neighbor. A neighbor's house. This neighbor was named Pike, and he got water there. Who are these people? Pike and Plank? I don't what know. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was thinking that, too, when I was doing this. I was like, hmm. Huh. Um, so he, he did give him water. It, it was too dark for Pike to see the blood that was all over Edwards, but Edwards was acting so weird that Pike was uneasy and went and woke up the local constable. Right. They went to Edwards' house and found all of the dead bodies. Oh, my gosh. So when daylight broke, they found Edwards on the trestles of a high bridge. He was threatening to jump, yeah. um, and, but he was secured, but there, with difficulty. Yeah. He was taken to a hospital and his wounds were dressed. Um, what's weird is this, I mean, I guess it's not weird because he was like schmammered, but he had an education. He was a practical engineer. Yeah. He was the chief engineer on a coaster steamer for a while, but he got fired for being drunk. <laughs> He had assaulted his wife before when drunk. Not long before this, he had put gunpowder under his wife's bed and exploded it. What the fuck? No serious damage was caused. Because obviously, his wife maybe. I would have been like, um, hmm. I know. We're on a break. Not only like getting drunk and violent. (laughs) That's like. But getting drunk and rigging bombs. Yeah, like, like. Usually most drunks, when they get violent, they, like, shove you or something. But, yeah. Like, and, like, the worst that happens, you get shot and knifed, which is pretty bad to begin with. But it sounds like he thought about it. I know. He did, like, like weird how did you think creative about shit. Yeah, like, yeah. how did you get creative when you're weird? So this is the sad thing. Well, the children being murdered is pretty sad. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no. The kids were Robert, who was seven, oh. Ella, who was five, Arthur, who was three, and a newborn baby named Maud. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. So this is a big, long quote. Okay. But it was all interesting. This is what happened in his words. Oh, jeez. I had very little sleep for four nights before the murder. I was all right on Sunday morning, but towards towards evening, I got strange fancies in my head. (laughs) I fancied I heard a crowd of people outside threatening to burn me and my family alive. I then got a piece of firewood, firewood and got it ready to defend myself and my family. I waited some time for them to come. My wife wanted me to go for Constable Schultz as she was sure that he would stop with us for the night if asked to do so. But I was afraid of going myself or of letting her go on account of the fancies in my head and the voices I heard outside previously. 
Mm. I got better and told her that I thought I would be all right. She put the piece of wood in the fire, but I heard them coming again and took it off and put it beside me and watched the door. My wife went in and out of the bedroom different times and then laid down with exhaustion as she had very, had very little sleep for five nights, probably because of the baby. Yeah. All at once, I heard a whole crowd outside singing out that they were going to burn us all alive. I jumped up and went in the bedroom and knocked my wife senseless with the piece <coughs> of wood and then the children. I did this what? that they should not feel the pain when I was cutting their throats. What the fuck? I could not stand to see them burned alive. I then cut my own throat, but the knife was blunt and I could not finish it. As I heard them coming and crawled under the big bed out of their road. I lay there some time. I then heard them on the back of the house and I got out into the garden and hid myself behind a tree, but they would not leave me. I then ran across the paddock toward planks, but they still followed me. I left there and went to Pike's, but I heard them again and slid under the bridge as I thought they would not follow me there. When I told Plant I would not be taken, I did not think of you, Constable Schultz, is he who he is talking to, right. or the police. I was speaking of the crowd round me. I believe I will be hanged for it. I deserve to be. I hope they won't keep me long as I want to meet my wife and family. I think I will go to the same place as they have for they will forgive me. Hmm. I so, mean, that's betting on a lot, dude, but like... Yeah, but at least, hey, it tells a story, right? Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, I wonder if that did happen, like if he went into a psychosis or if he just made the shit up to sound less bad. He might have been in a psychosis. Yeah. I yeah. have seen people have weird imaginings, like when they were shmammered. And I've had weird yep. Im- imaginings. Yeah, it does happen if you get to a certain point and it sounds yeah. like it you know, happened to him beliefs. regularly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So at Napier Prison... Mm-hmm. There are unexplained footsteps, disembodied faces, doors opening and closing on their own, and the ghost of a murderer appears on the anniversary of his execution. Oh. That one's not Roland Edwards. So mm-hmm. Roland Edwards is the best known former prisoner. He died on July 15th, 1884. That's when he was executed. Right. And the paranormal activity at the prison is more prevalent around the anniversary of his death. Huh. Is that related to the, the former one the former this the story with the guy who like yeah that's him oh okay yeah. so that's when he was executed oh i get yeah. it okay that makes sense so i was like well, his this name is a really Roland short Edwards. prison story yeah i was like hmm yeah no okay. this is um that's him that's the prison that he was taken to to be executed yeah okay yeah. oh geez yeah well that's fucking depressing even in like the grip of a psychosis. I can't imagine, like, planting each of your fucking bajillion children on the ground and going through that. Like, at what point do you snap out of it? Like... Yeah. <sighs> he I mean, carved a whole dang knife out of a log. All these people who, like, get wasted like that and then have hallucinations or, like, yeah, um, distortions. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine how they would feel like. Well, it's happened to me, and I can't say mm-hmm. I would ever have had the the presence. Like I was not in the driver's seat; I would not have had the presence to like rig gunpowder. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No. Like. Yeah. Some weird. Even with a delusion, you can yeah. just like sequester yourself. Don't like. Yeah. Weird. I just. Like I remember thinking weird things when I was drunk too. Yeah. I just can't imagine like how you'd feel if it went that far and then you woke up you sobered you up it. the next yeah. morning and you're like oh my god i killed my family uh, okay let's change the subject yeah that's a bummer 
Yeah, no, that'd be absolutely devastating. There's a yeah. lot of things that, like, I woke up to that I was sad about, and they were nowhere near like that. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I've exactly. had that feeling where you that wake regret. up and you're like, oh, shame. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> big shame. But the great big shame. it's never that bad that, like, it's been murder. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I've never murdered anyone. Uh, yeah, no. Uh. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Yeah, so... she didn't even murder her elevator body. She just put it in there. No, I, She wanted yeah. to keep it. I didn't, I just found it. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want someone else to grab it because that happens. Because it's mine. Sometimes people will walk Finders, up and be like. keepers, motherfucker. Well, yeah, and you get all these people coming up to you being like, that's a nice body I see you got there. Yeah. Mm, would and be a be shame like, if someone took it. That's what they all said. <laughs> right? So I was like, what? And then they snatched your dead body. Somebody's going to take my body. dead body. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I know exactly where to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> the maintenance crew. If it actually turns out to be a dead body in there, you're going to be so fucked for this she episode. <laughs> People of Cochrane will be like, oh, it was Andrea. And there's the Although proof. they'll be like, but she didn't kill them. She just put the body in. She just dashed it. It's in the Cochrane Times. <laughs> like, written in like the 1800s. Finds, but does not kill body. For elevator of the corpse. Stashes an elevator for safekeeping. <laughs> I'm going to cough and die. I'm I know. Like, so I'm like allergic to the whole entire world. Yeah, or that. Yeah, either I've got cold, but it feels like allergies. Every time we started <laughs> laughing during this this podcast today, I'm like, like I'm gonna wheeze. I'm gonna start co- like an old person where it's always <laughs> yeah. they start laughing and it ends with coughing. A puff of dust comes out. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, no, that'd be bad. So we are yeah. all over the social media. All over the goddamn. Place. Our germs are all over it too. If you too click scared on sibs on Twitter. So here's a new internet legend. If you cook, click on too scared siblings, you'll get allergies. <laughs> Just from the link or a cold. It's creepy. Yeah, that's Nobody's terrifying. Nobody's going to click on us now, though. No, do it. Come okay, on. Yes, the morbid do. curiosity. Instead of going to the blind maiden one, just yeah. do that instead. See, I've given you a healthy alternative. It's much better than the other one. Than having your eyes ripped out? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. a, a cold. I mean, that's pretty bad. It's, it's not kind of a great, bummer. I guess, but... <laughs> Hmm, I gotta weigh my options. No, okay. And then we're two scared siblings on Instagram. Yeah, we're two scared siblings Facebook. everywhere except for Twitter, which is two scared sibs. Email us all your weird ghosty stories and like internet shenanigans. And follow, too. subscribe to us on YouTube because we're gonna be putting more videos up there. Yeah. There will be more than just the one. Yes, <laughs> and we are two scared siblings there. And on Twitter, two scared sibs. Yeah. Two yeah. scared siblings at gmail.com. Email us your shit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. And now is the part where we smooch you. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <Mwah>. Good night. <laughs> part where we smooch you. Well, it is the part where we smooch them, though. I was not incorrect about that. No.